certain songs that transcend genre, personal preference, particular attitude of the day, and that's one by Rare Earth right there to kick off the Brian Oak Show podcast episode 355,292. Yes. Are we, we're close to that, right? Yep, that was exactly it. No, that's not right. It's episode 345, and I'm Sheesh. very, very excited to talk to today's guest. In fact, I feel like we did most of our best material already off the air, but we will be talking to her momentarily, and I miss her greatly, and it's wonderful to see her face. But before we get there, I want to say hello. My name is Brian Oak. That's my friend, Sean Bernard. Sean, has your week treated you all right? It's been good so far. Just listed a house. That's rocking. We got offers coming in already, and then I'm driving immediately to my cousin's wedding where hopefully they'll be playing this song because watching my aging drunken uncles oh dear dance that's today at a wedding for you is it that is today for me oh dear. actually my family you're either sober or you should be so it's going to be a great it's going to be a great time today now, i know you've been sober for a great many years yeah, but yeah. i've also known you for 30 years and never seen you in a tie before will that tie be worn around the head like bjorn borg at some point before the end of the evening if i were still drinking i might you'd have it on that way right now i know if but, you were still but drinking can i just say this and i really want to get to carrie because i love the dynamic between you two but you can usually tell within five years of when somebody graduated high school based on how they dance, and that comes out at weddings. Like, it's hilarious. Like, the side shuffle, you're like 74. Got whoa, 74 right whoa. there. What about then, electric slide? Oh, electric slide is late 70s, so yeah, you'll okay. see some of All that. Right. You'll All see right. some of that. But, you know, you get into the break dancing thing where you got these guys who are now in their 50s, but they're still kind of doing the, you know, the Fred Flintstone, the Cabbage Patch, that sort of thing. And they own it. They're, they just freaking own it. What the fuck is the Cabbage Patch? Oh, Brian. That's right. You're three years older than I am, so you wouldn't know. Our guest, Where's my card? Our guest today is Carrie Noble. And the, the look she just gave me was both so admonishing. But we're going to mic her, you up I've right away. so much. No, 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 we're not. No, no you I'm keep her microphone down. Mike, killing the mic. She's real mouthy. And um, I kind of miss it, but I also she got some swagger don't. today too. She's Let, just coming in, freaking well, guns look at blazing. Her. She looks amazing. You know, she looks incredible. All right, fine. Bring her mic up. But All the point right, is, here is we, go. we have to take care of a couple of sponsors. Yep. So you say. Oh. <laughs> See, this is what I miss about Carrie Noble is every time I started to drift a little far afield, <laughs> she's like, "Are we fucking doing this oh, or not?" I don't know that I would drop the bombs. Yeah, okay. Say it. She no, has top ten. Uh, you have top say ten it. hair. That's what say I would say. You. you do. You, I don't. You, you. Oh, you come in with a different style. That's true. But you freaking have some good hair Thank to work you. with. Don't She's always had good hair and good know. eyes and good got, face. That's very and lucky. And Fuck off. Face. Good for you. Congratulations. Say the f word. We do Fuck have sponsors. You. you mean for our alcoholism or? <gasps> no, you wow. talked. You talked over. You talked over it, and it was it was refreshing to me. I needed it so bad. Say it one more time, and I'll Come take care on. of the sponsor. I do have it. people who are going to listen to this, and I, uh, I don't want to. I don't. All right, I don't know fine, if people say, know that I say that word. Well, if anyone goes back and listens, yes, let's take care of the sponsors real quick because okay. we need to get into Carrie Noble time as quickly as possible. Uh, I want to thank Smart Start MN. We're in the Smart Start MN studio. Modest though it may be, it is our home, and I like it here. And we've done a lot of cool stuff here. Smart Start MN, Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. If you drink and drive, which is a super stupid idea, it's weird to have our primary sponsor be someone I hope you never call. But everyone does dumb shit all the time. Been there. Uh, 
Call Smart Start MN. Without them, you will find it harder to get around. You will find it harder to come back from making a hideous mistake. And they're good people, too. They're really good people. Yeah, they become good friends uh, on and off the show, which is great. The uh, Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. It doesn't have to be you. It could be a family member or friend. That needs the ignition. Or even someone that you kind of secretly hate, but you're like, but I don't want them to be, not be able to give me a ride anymore. All right, whatever the case may be. Even if they got to blow into the doohickey, I'm cool with free rides. I love them. I would like <laughs> the title of your memoir to be Blow Into the Doohickey. Only uh, if you can say it right there, Shakespeare. Can I help you? <laughs> I've had a hard day. <laughs> Jason, or whatever your name is. We also want to thank Scott McKay, the mortgage guy at Edge Home Finance. You're a realtor. We'll talk more about that in just a bit. But he's a guy who takes care of all the the heavy lifting. Like when you sit down at closing, they put a stack of papers like this. They're like, $8 million. You're signing things that sound like Monopoly money, but you need someone smart to guide you through the process. Yeah, the cool thing about him is he's not sending you through a big chain like your bank does or like other mortgage companies do where there's 17 different people that look at your loan and get things approved and you wait and you wait and you wait. He is your point person, so he handles it from beginning to end. And I've already learned that he's great at getting back to people on time. That's a big pet peeve of mine with Mm -hmm. mortgage people. So he's been fantastic about that. Well, you must love how you and I text then. Because I oh, sometimes the, it's four days did later. You ever, and, uh, I got a, you, you're, you're live right now. So, oh, okay. um, did you ever text Brian and not get a text back immediately? I think it's um, <laughs> more accurate to ask me if I can remember the times that I've texted him, and he did respond. Oh, that's you yeah. know that's interesting. In fact, there was a text that I sent, I believe, uh, that's still hanging. I didn't hear back from it, but then a couple days later, I got one that said can you come on the podcast and i thought oh that's interesting uh-huh listen uh-huh. <laughs> I, we i'm just as god made me <laughs> <laughs> scott mckay's nmls number is 332-068 but uh give him a call if even if you're looking down the road and you're kind of figuring out your finances and that sort of thing 612-875-4338 he'll start working with you get things figured out and you'll live happily ever after I realize that's legally obligated, but it does make him sound like a cyborg. But I've met him. He's actually a human being. Non-cyborg. As far as we can tell. Carrie mm. Noble occupies a very interesting place in my life. And it's not about me. Mm. It's about the way that our lives work and the way things go. You meet people. Sometimes they're cool. Sometimes they're pieces of shit. <laughs> Most often, they're somewhere in the middle, right? And then you're like, that's cool. This is cool. That's cool. And you do what you do for a living. But I remember... Oh, son of a bitch. Are you going to cry already? Oh, my gosh, already? He's going to cry. We didn't even make it to 10 minutes. Hot tears. Let them flow. It's healthy. It's good for you. Yeah, it's good for you. All right, it's cool. No, I'm fine. I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm not crying. It won't take much today. God So, yeah, I can join you. Anyway. Uh, here's the really bland version of this story. Uh, Carrie came out to play an oak on the water, uh, years ago. Son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> I hate this show. Mm. And I hate both of you. <laughs> and I hate music and I hate fun and I hate feelings. And kittens. Oh, kittens especially. <laughs> Fuck those little Don't pieces of shit. Don't listen to Jackson. You didn't hear this. <laughs> He's not a kitten. I don't know know that he ever was a kitten. I feel like he's eternal. Anyway, I heard this song, and I liked Carrie before that moment. This song changed everything for me. We're going to talk Carrie Noble next. My baby 
I will never apologize <laughs> for the things that I love. Don't you laugh at me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're not. No, I'm not. And I'm, I'm actually kind of glad you're not. <laughs> sorry. My name is Brian Oak. That's Sean Bernard. Our guest today is none other than Carrie Noble, a uh, longtime musician, a uh, bit of a troublemaker, uh, and a raconteur. A bit. <laughs> um, but it's wonderful to have you back. We haven't talked and sat down face to face in a very long time. Mm. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? How are you? Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. I think. Well, I mean, it's never easy for anybody, right? Well, sometimes we have a little pocket. How come I cry when you're around? I know. <laughs> I love you. I love I you. I love you, too. And you make me cry. Cool. You know what, so though? So you took I... over the show. It's the Carrie oh, Noble show. Oh, it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Uh... Oh, I have a question for hey. you. Just to, just to take, it, take it a little light. I'm yeah. back. I'm yeah. back. <laughs> you Hi, you teach voice lessons. Yes, I do. Did you always have perfect pitch or did you, have you had to train and train and train your voice? Cause your voice is just freaking spot on. Thank and we you. listen to thousands of songs and hear tons of artists. So did you I've always, always have that? To sing. Yeah. I've always liked to sing. I've always liked to sing. And I don't know about perfect pitch, but. It's damn close. I feel strongly that I've put in a lot of time and effort. You know, Which is make... great when you're teaching because yeah. you can say that to the students, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. Well, exactly. for me, I just have perfect pitch, yeah, so no. it's easy. No. I mean, that takes a ton of work to do what you just did on that song and to be able to carry it off. That's, I mean, Thank you. I, I've tried to sing in my life and tried to sing in bands to be I've able to do you sing what you did in the, dynamically before. with that song, to be yeah. able to replicate that on stage. It ain't easy. Aww. That's all I'm saying. So well, nice work. You. Well, and when you care about your vocal craft, I mean, you occasionally shred. You yeah. occasionally yell. Yes. If you don't know what you're doing when you do that, you will fuck up your voice. Well, not necessarily. Uh, it's not. It's not a. <laughs> you will fuck Uh-oh. up your voice. If you right? do it night after night, all yes. the time. Yes. Yeah. Can yeah, you do it right. occasionally here and there? Yeah, you can. But I mean. Like, let's say you do that the fifth song in a show, and I'm just throwing out an example. Right. I never I mean, would. Oh, I so that, that's would. an end of the night song. Yeah. If it uh, happens The song at all. that you just heard, no. That's not, I can do that anytime but I mean, in the set. But there are but I mean, some there songs are some where that's got to be the in end. There. Yeah, it, for And sure. so, I mean, like, because you're still going to have to pull out some beautiful, quiet right. moments later, yeah. right? I mean, I, again, I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job. <laughs> you're fucking Carrie Noble. <laughs> Speaking of Carrie Noble, um, does anybody know, A, who I am, and B, we that should we give have a little a backstory. We should give a little backstory. There, you've been talking I'm about sorry. me like a musician, but Has like... Has anybody ever heard me do this show before of course we're going back to the beginning that's what we always do i'm just saying people are I'm like feeling How do super attacked know? today i'm, I'm sorry. feeling super attacked I'm sorry okay okay that being said <laughs> whenever you're ready carrie noble has always been a great sandwich artist at my favorite subway and man she really I knows how to mix the lettuce oh, oh dude nobody gives you more pickles on okay, your sandwich than carrie noble starting to sound weird don't talk about what i do with the pickles Oh wow! No, that was you. Sliced, that was you. Sliced pickles oh, okay. on a sandwich. Sandwich artist. Yeah, That's super weird. You mind. know how I feel about you, <laughs> Carrie Noble. You have been a celebrated musician for a long time. I would like to know, as a friend and as a fan, and obviously the answer is going to be yes. But I would like to know to what degree, over the course of your career, you have clearly been wildly and deeply invested, and it's the only thing that matters. But I wonder, have there been times where you're like, stupid, I'm not doing this anymore? Uh, Not I'm not doing this anymore because it's kind of the only thing that I know how to do. Yeah. 
Um, I know the feeling. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it happens all the time. Recently, it's happened, like where I'll go for a whole year where I'll do concerts and people are telling me that they enjoy it, but I'm walking away feeling like, was that it? Is that all? You know, there's no real emotional payoff. Like when you're young and you're, you're you know, desperately trying to um, tell your stories and write your songs and get out there and connect with people, it all matters, right? It all matters. But then as you get older and you're, you know, you're, you want to tell your stories, but there are more people that could get hurt. So now you have to be a little more thoughtful about your storytelling. Because the stories are about them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I was thinking, I was having a conversation with one of my vocal students about Adele's latest album when it came out. And they were disappointed because everyone got so excited. She got a divorce. You yeah. know what that means. We're going to get the best New Adele yeah. ever. Yeah. 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 And then it came out and it wasn't quite as indulgent into the pain and the heartbreak that we mm. love so much. Well, which has informed pretty much her entire career. For real. Right. But my suggestion, my thought is that uh, she has a child. That child has a father. She can't mm. indulge in whatever the pain was completely because her kid is going to grow up and listen to that record and be like, why are you talking shit about my dad? You know what I mean? So yep. it changes how we create and how we connect and you want to still tell the truth, but you're also filtering yourself. And so that balance can, I took six months off of drinking. You guys were talking about drinking earlier. Yeah. I took six months off of drinking. I was trying to get some things in my life in order and also try and figure out like, you know, is alcohol making me sad? And actually, if I stop drinking, my life is wonderful and I should just <laughs> shut up and be happy. Turns out, no, I was just really sober. Yeah. Um, but while I was. And it brings everything into sort yeah, of a start glaring light, yes, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. So um, in that six months, I had to kind of figure out when I'm performing, I don't feel that buffer. Like if you have a glass of wine before you go on stage, now I can just be in my feelings and I can really, you know, but when I'm singing sober, I see that one person in the audience that I can tell I am not reaching. And all I can do is fixate <laughs> on that person, why they're not into it. And it changes the whole dynamic. And so, yeah, there you go through these phases where it's not hitting it like it used to well you know that to me uh, so i have two questions one that sounds terrible because when you're sober you're hyper aware right and you're at least more aware than you used to be you focus on that person and you know you and i have done we worked together for a long time um you do interviews and there's some person that you're just not getting to yes. and you start to chase yeah. and you yes. start to chase yes. and you're like, no, no, I know I'm going to find the right question. I'm going to win this fucker over. I'm doing this thing. Yeah. And sometimes you get there and sometimes you don't. <laughs> do- remember that one? Yeah, no, I do. I know the shoes. I remember. I remember. We can talk about that uh-huh. story next. We're going to hear a song in a second here, but this is more about you than Nora okay, Jones. Okay, okay. Um, are you able to let it go and move on or does it sit in the back? Like when you see that one person, are you able to let go and move on or does it sit in the back of your head the whole performance? It's it's there the whole time. And, but but it, does it diminish what you're able to create if it's sitting back there gnawing on you like a little hungry mole? I... <laughs> I did a... You're welcome. That was a brand you. new analogy. I was thinking I was it was going to be rat or mouse. Never, never been part of the vernacular before. I feel like moles were, uh-huh. they're blind, and yeah, so they're a true. little less obtrusive, yeah. but they are... I would have gone with ferret, but whatever. Okay, hmm. cool. Have you ever smelled a ferret? No. I had ferret. Why would I? I had a person... Why would a person go around smelling <laughs> ferrets, Brian? I had, 
I didn't say they would, but I had a friend down the block when I was growing up in high school who owned two ferrets, and they had something called the ferret glove. That is, they he still single, the is he still single, by the way? Yeah, well, I, you know, I haven't seen Kelly in a long time. He was, a, he was an all right guy, but he had some emotional problems, but he also had a couple of ferrets. He and, he and his Sorry. sister would chase each other around with the ferret glove. Oh. Because, well, I mean, I don't know. Have Ew. you ever been in a giraffe enclosure? No. It's kind of like Brian, a ferret what, enclosure. Brian, are you okay today? <laughs> I already told you I'm Why not okay today. Why are we talking today? ferrets and giraffes when we have Carrie Noble again? Because we're getting back to her original okay. point. All right. My original point. If you run someone down and hold the ferret glove on their face, <laughs> they're going to have a terrible day. I thought it, okay. You yeah. said something about ferrets chewing on your brain. I'm just, I, the what I'm curious about, know. the creative process, because as we get older, literally everything changes, yeah. right? Doesn't mean it's over, doesn't right. mean it's ruined, doesn't mean it'll never be the same way, but it does evolve, it does change. Yeah. How do you get a, a, over a hurdle? Like you're sitting down to do what you do. Mm -hmm. You're Carrie Noble, you are a great performer. And you know I believe thank that, you, right? Thank you, thank you. But all of a sudden, you get this thing stuck in your head. You're like, look at that one person, I don't give a fuck. How you know do you what? get over that? I think if you take a look at it, um, the cheap way out, which is how I reacted the first time. So this summer I had a private gig and I was playing in someone's backyard and I showed up and I'm sober. And, and not to say like I, I never get shit faced at shows. I'm just saying I didn't have that little buffer of that course. I normally have. Right. We call it the. Oh, what's the it called? Glow? The well, the um, the booster. Just one. Yeah. Just one. And I'm cool. Yeah. Um. So I am performing by myself, solo piano voice. And um, there's this audience. It's not my audience. The woman who hired me, she's a fan. But, you know, she invites all her friends and yes. family. And so they're not fans of mine. And so, and that's not unusual. I've won people over that didn't yeah. know me before. But there's this one guy who's sitting in the back and I can just tell he could not care less. Mm. And it stayed with me the whole time. And yes, I'm chasing him. He left in the intermission and didn't come back. So Dude. then the rest of the time, all I could think about was why he left and whatever. So if I don't, dig any deeper i would say this is what happens when i'm sober i just fixate on on all of the um you know on the, the people who don't, who like, don't you. like me yeah <laughs> and uh and then either try and get defensive and say like what was his problem blah, 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 blah. but if i sit with it and i think a little bit more about it i had i felt like i had been um, phoning it in for a while and when i was playing i played all the songs that i feel like people just want to hear so not songs that I was caring mm, that much about, mm. nothing that I was super connected to. Carrie just, Noble, home of the hits. Yeah, exactly. uh -huh. that nobody's heard. Right. <laughs> and because I was phoning it in, I felt oh. like I hadn't really spent any time even practicing because I can play all these songs now, yeah. at, you know, in my sleep. So I just showed up and I was just kind of, in my opinion, a little mediocre. And that has nothing to do with being sober. And that has nothing to do with that guy. That The truth was... After that show, I realized if people are going to pay me to show up and entertain, I need to tap into myself and to whatever that energy was that got me here in the first place. And since then, it has been um, I've been a little bit more focused on I want to play songs that I care about. I'm also I've got the show next weekend at Crooners and I'm playing with these two musicians that are so incredible and they've been doing some shows with me. One's a cellist. And oh, the addition the cello. of cello with my music is love so it. gorgeous. The other is a percussionist. He's a drummer, but he plays percussion with me. And they both sing. So there's like mm. background vocals. And so there's all these luscious textures 
that bring these songs to a different place that make it interesting for me. So that then when I'm performing for you, you may not know that I'm like so turned on by this music right now, but it's hard to get turned on by songs you've been playing for a long time. And now they are new again. And that feels like that requires some real inward focus. Sean and I talk about this all the time. We talk about true believers, like Mm -hmm. as, as music fans, if you know someone believes in what they're doing, that's infectious. Yep. If yeah. it sounds, if it looks like they're phoning it in, as you said, I'm not yeah, saying you sure. did that, but you did. I, you know, I, I I believe that's reflected in the sort of biofeedback loop of musician and fan, and in really in, in sort of anything in life, like that level of interactivity. We're going to talk more about that gig next that you have coming up. We're also going to talk more about Noble Voices. We're going to talk about when the hell we're going to see a new record for once. <laughs> um, but before we do that, I hate going too long without hearing a song, uh-huh. and you've chosen an interesting one. This guy is not a simple individual. No. He has been a complex individual his entire career. I've interviewed him twice, and I'm going to be honest, he wasn't great either time, <laughs> but his music is unassailable and bulletproof, it and is. this song, I think, speaks to a little bit of... Is it imposter syndrome? Is it just not knowing what the future looks like? Why did you pick this particular track? Uh, Because I've been diving into the music that I used to love when I was first getting started. Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of return to that um, just for my own creative juices. Ben Folds 5 was a record that came out, whatever and ever, amen. Um, And I had forgotten about it completely. Mm. I dove into it and every song is so complex. The melodies are so incredible. The lyrics are so deep. Um, I just feel like the whole thing is incredible. But I think people, when they think of my music, they think of singer, songwriter, mellow, emotional. But I fucking love this song.
I like what Carrie had to say because um, about Ben Fold's overall talent and the yeah. bands and the people he's worked with because he's wildly sophisticated mm-hmm. and he likes to, especially back in the nineties, like to dress it up in sort of a shambolic kind of thing. Like, no, I'm a cool grungy guy too. When in fact, he's one of the most intelligent and sophisticated songwriters that has come through in our lifetime and in terms killer, of America. Killer pianist. I, I, I mean like brilliant. Like whether yeah. you watch a live show at the Orpheum or you watch his tiny desk performance on NPR, that guy's always been mm. rock freaking solid, even though that one time I interviewed him, he was kind of a dick. <laughs> Before we return to talking to Carrie Noble, I want to talk to Sean Bernard. Sean, you also, in addition to being my friend and co-owner of the LLC, because that's what's cool about podcasts is when legal shit gets People involved. People love LLCs. Oh, man. One day we'll do a whole show about LLCs. Oh, or Just, an S-Corp. You want to be an S-Corp instead, anybody? I suddenly, I, I, I suddenly want to die. I'm hoping that <laughs> I hope that I die before the rest of that <laughs> sentence comes out. You are also a sponsor on this show because you, in addition to your lavish, luxurious, almost Kardashian-level lifestyle as a producer of this particular podcast, you're also a realtor because apparently you don't have enough to do with your time. You work for Remax Results. Talk to me about where we're at in realty. Well, I think every boy who grows up with three sisters and has to play house eventually says, I'm going to be a realtor someday, Mom. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. That's one of the greatest things. That's one of the greatest things you've ever said out loud. I kept waiting for it to unfold. You're like, what's happening? And then it blossomed into that most gorgeous flower that smells a little bit like a corpse. It was brilliant. Please continue. Well, and this is why the Barbie movie, like I had to go see the fucking Barbie movie because I had to be Ken. I was always fucking Ken. Yeah. And I'm swearing in my own commercial because I can fucking do that, Carrie Noble. <laughs> okay. It's our podcast. Yeah. We're, yeah. Look, man, anybody who wants to come, try and get through the door. Actually, it's open you, right now. Never is, mind. Don't is, try to get yeah, through the door. Partially open. Um, yeah, so the market is interesting right now. We still don't have enough inventory, so things are still going relatively quickly. It's not too late to move right now. Um, I just listed a place yesterday, and we already have offers coming in, so things are still moving along. If you have kids in school, I guess maybe you don't want to move this time of year. But for most other people, they'll move. It'll happen. Uh, You could still close in 30, 45 days, and you're still in before Thanksgiving, I think. Um, So, you know, pretty quick that way. I don't need a portion of every buy and sell to an area musician or band. And uh, Is that up to you or the individual who buys or sells? Well, it depends. Really, it's up to the individual who buys or sells, but I get this blank stare every once in a while from somebody that's like, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how I can choose this. And I said, great, because I have a list of about 40 musicians now that have said, hey, because they'll Facebook message me, hey, um, just in case you want to donate to me, I could use the money for my next album or whatever it is that they're they're doing. But just because she's sitting here, don't be embarrassed to say that's usually Carrie Noble. It's usually <laughs> Carrie Noble. You know what's so cool? You know what's so cool about <laughs> nice, nice. Sean? It's Carrie again. It's Friday. I know it's Friday. I know I just messaged you Tuesday. I, I've just wondered if you sold the house this week. I'm sorry. Here's what's so cool about this life that we're living right now. So I got a call from a friend who used to be in the band Sick of Sarah. She has a friend who's in a national touring band uh, that I'd never heard of, I hate to admit, called Kenny Hoopla, uh, who has millions of view or mi- millions of listens on Spotify, like five, 10 million views on YouTube. But that person needed a rehearsal space. I'm like, oh, let me contact Rob Genetic, who has a studio on 23rd and Hennepin, who was a connection through somebody else. And before you know it, that person, this national touring person, 
has a location to do their deal. And I'm like, I love this. I love the Twin Cities. So anyway, if you're looking, if you know of somebody who's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594, that number is also textable. It's one of those that's got the texting thing, too. So. I understand that the internet is available on most computers these days. Wait, what? I've heard. Yeah. No, I, again, let's not get ahead of ourselves, all right? Let's let the future come My to us. My smartphone makes phone calls now, too. Carrie <laughs> Noble, um, let me ask you this, then, because I, I don't want to ever fart, like spend all my time. Did he just say he doesn't ever want to <laughs> fart? You would be very bloated. <laughs> oh, no, I fart. I'm farting right now. I'm so, um, is this what, over? What Can I, I go? What I meant go. to say if was I never want to focus on forward. the negative stuff or the uphill stuff. Okay. But you don't, I mean, you perform regularly. Yeah. But there have got to be times where you're like, I don't want to go out and see these people. I don't want to go out and do any of this. But then. <laughs> what, you mean no, no, like I, go see the audience? Like, well, I, I don't want to be seen? Not, no, not anything against them. But like, aren't there days where you're like, I got a gig tonight. I can think of 8,000 other things, including laying here and crying myself to sleep eating oatmeal. Uh, you know, oatmeal. whatever. Oatmeal. It was an, an example. <laughs> That's funny. All right? It was an example. I never feel that way. I'm not joking. I never So, like, if way. a show's coming up, you are universally excited no, every single time. No, but I don't feel the way you described. I never think about not wanting to see the audience yeah. or to be seen by the audience. Okay. Because those are people who are excited about my music. I mean, right. I like those right. people, mm-hmm. you know? Um sometimes, like I said before, sometimes I don't feel good enough. I just don't feel like I have anything new to provide, you know? But most of the time, I am still highly anxious that no one is going to show up. I still feel that way. Yeah, again, I and I do not mean to contradict you, but you know that you're carrying noble, right? Nobody I mean, cares. And I don't mean that, what like... What do you mean nobody cares? Nobody cares that I'm carrying no- I Everybody mean, cares! No, I'm almost 50, well, that's true. Yeah, and I haven't put out... You are moving out. on in years. <laughs> I'll be 50 in two years. Uh, and Two I, years? Yeah. You got all kinds of time. Uh, and I just feel like um, there's a whole n- couple rounds of new faces and sounds that have come through since I was hungry and young, you Gr- know? Girl, more than a couple, all right? <laughs> I couldn't uh, help so it. I, I miss your face so much. <laughs> but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, so, but you have a show coming up in the very near future. I have a show next uh, Saturday at Crooners. Uh-huh. Tickets are available. I'm going to be playing with um, Dan Lewan, who's the cellist, guitar player, and vocalist. And uh, Zach Miller, who is my percussionist. He's an incredible drummer. He's He plays with me with a vibraphone. Which is incredible. Yes. Oh, he's... Uh, he's like, like, does he do the double tongs in each hand? Sometimes he does that while also doing a kick How and harmonizing. How I'm is that you, possible? He is, we'll come find out next Saturday. Does he, also, does he also own ferrets? And he, I don't think he owns That's not the same guy. Okay. Zach Miller. You said, Ke- you said Kelly, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry, yeah. I thought it might have been the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not the same. Anyway, so I'm going to be playing with these guys. We're going to do a few songs that I haven't performed in maybe ever i don't think i've ever performed they're my own but it's just another chance for me to kind of be thoughtful about what makes me excited Mm -hmm. and then perform that and that's what i'm going to do next well we talked about true believers before if you don't watch someone who believes in what they do it's hard to get fully invested but then if you watch somebody losing their fucking mind over what they love it's super easy to get invested i'm going to ask you one question and there's only one right answer and so i hope you get it right (laughs) okay um that song that I played of yours earlier, yeah. Loved Me Crazy. Yeah. There's no chance that you added cello to that song, is there? I haven't played that song probably since the time that you 
saw me. We were on prior life. Why not? Uh, And you played it. And it literally... So I always liked you. You're very charming person and you're also very talented i'm always so surprised because i feel like you and i are such like i think we present to be very different people slightly yet i feel very much the same and i think that it's always a little surprising like oh you still feel that way because i still feel that way i remember the day i saw that song for the first time i will oh god damn it (laughs) i hate seeing you carrie noble why did we have her back on the show? Anyway, you I really because like you two else. have great chemistry. I and really like that song. It's so good. Yeah, it's- and um, I just um, I'm like, well now, because I keep thinking like, oh my god, a cello would only make it more devastating. Ugh. Do I need more devastation? If I, my life? If I get Dan to also, do the cello, would you perfect. come next Saturday? No, I already know the answer is no. I don't have anything going on next Saturday. Okay, I'm gonna call Dan. Oh Christ! Now I got something we'll put, to do next Saturday. Yes, you got to do it. No, you don't have to do it. Do what? Don't do it this time. Why? Think about it for That's do exciting. It. Do it. Is it? Yes, it's very exciting. It? I haven't played that song in a million years. Because you'd like to watch an old man cry at your show. Yes. God damn it, Carrie Noble. <laughs> it is the Brian Oak Show, episode 300, and where are we at? 45? So it seems about right. Okay. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the episode numbers don't care. I would like to don't hear another song matter. because we can't go too long, all this chitter chatter and catching up on old times. <laughs> but I do have some very biting TMZ oh. level questions okay. for you up next. Ooh. Just okay. kidding. I would never do that to you. <laughs> um, but you brought a band that I don't know anything about, mm. and apparently I pronounced the name wrong. Trousdale? Truesdale. Truesdale. Three girls. I think they're, I don't know this for sure. I think they're from Nashville. Um, their harmonies are so luscious. Um, their songwriting is so great. They just had a show last night, I think, at 7th Street. Mm. Um, oh, wow. And if it wasn't sold out, it was pretty close to sold out. Yeah. I tried to get tickets and they were super expensive. So I didn't go. But I saw them open for Corey Wong um, at the Palace not that wow. long ago. Wow. So they're incredible. And they've got a song. This is one of their early songs. They've got a little. They lean a little country more recently, but back when this song, Happy Anymore, came out, it's just singer-songwriter, gr- what? Uh, no, no, I, I, was oh. wait, I was waiting for my turn because I had a quick question, but I didn't want to interrupt you at Trio, all. Trio, beautiful harmonies, singer-songwriter, yeah, Truesdale. Like the Roaches? How so? I, I'm asking you. I don't, I've never heard of Truesdale before. I mean, like, the Roaches are the sister act mm-hmm. where there's three of them, and yeah. they, the harmonies... Are so intuitive yes. that you can't quite believe what you're watching unfold. Well, listen to it and see what you think. I think it's different kind of style, but it absolutely feels like they could at any point just lock in and start singing in harmony. You don't make me, you don't make me 
should come through. That I should come through. And I would. That's freaking lovely. I know. And I was just telling you while we were listening to that, like growing up, I did a lot of singing. I was in choir for years and years and years, and I could always get melody. Of course, I was the bass, so I was was like, (laughs) but like harmony to me, you know, like you have to have, I think, a slightly better understanding of diminished thirds and fifths. Like, I mean, like if you're going to find the sweet spot, you got to know what you're doing. And so every time you can watch that happen, especially unfold live, blows my mind. It's like, I think harmonies sometimes like watching two really great dancers. Yeah. That just see their bodies just seem to glide and know exactly where to go. And it's just such a beautiful thing to watch. It's like there's a lot of skill to it, but there's also a lot of creating in the moment. And harmony is just the best thing. Ever. A lot of it's intuitive, right? Yeah. I mean, like, so I always get made fun of every time I go on KFAN for being the president of the Indigo Girls fan club. <laughs> no. Oh, is that funny I've never to you? Heard is that, that before? No, every time I go on Common Show, that's what that Ten B says about me. <laughs> that's funny. But here's the deal. I'm not embarrassed because Amy and Emily, you know, they might not be considered very modern or wildly innovative, but I'll tell you this right now. I've watched hundreds, if not more than a thousand people in Studio C or live Uh over my life. I've never seen two more intuitive singers who've worked together. And part of that is born just of thousands of years of experience or thousands of hours of experience. Sorry, not years. Um, But I mean, like when you watch it happen, you're in awe. You're melting. There's sure. nothing quite like it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, and they, I think they're, they're brilliant. So let's talk about that for a second then, because you, in addition to being a wildly popular and influential <laughs> singer-songwriter, you also teach young people how to do this, which I find an incredibly noble pursuit, <clears throat> if you will. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, you run something called Noble Voices, where you teach young people to perfect their craft you were a little reticent, reticent to get in on the game early on. Oh, I know where this is going. It's going into the fact that you've grown it into a thing that matters to a tremendous number of people, <laughs> and you're obviously very good at it. I thought you were going to say which some people saw coming yeah, earlier than others. Is. No, it's there not is. there yet. Nope, I'm not. I'm not taking <laughs> any credit because without you, it doesn't happen. Noble voices. How long have you been teaching young people how to better their craft? About eight and a half years now. Can you and believe that? Not really. I know, because I was um, working y- at the radio station. You look like the same person, whereas I look, I was in like a rake fight and a tire fire. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's a different animal. Well, I'm so, not getting up at 345 anymore. No. That helps. Oh, yeah. Christ, son of a bitch. Anyway, so you decided to do it, but you wouldn't be doing it for more than eight years if it wasn't rewarding. Why is it still interesting and rewarding and fun for you to teach young people how to better their vocal ability. Well, we've spent a lot of time talking about me performing and being a recording artist, um, but I actually don't perform as much as I used to, um, which is, I think, why then when I do perform, I enjoy it because I don't have to do it all the time. Right. Um, 
helping other people find their voice is the single most rewarding thing I've ever done. And I had no idea that that was going to be the case. Um, but someone reached out to me, uh, these, this couple reached out to me about giving lessons to their daughter. At first I was saying, I think you could find someone better. I don't, you know, I don't think I'm the person for it, but through a series of events, it grew and grew and grew. I said yes. And then, um, now I've been working, like you said, for eight and a half years, but I, I am not helping people perfect their craft. That is not what I'm doing. Um, I'm helping them progress in their craft. And I think, you know, one of the most common questions I get from people outside of uh, of these singers that I work with, which are mostly kids and teenagers, um, is, oh, do you have any students that are going to be like the next big thing? And I honestly could care less about making stars. Or, you know, You're I not doing care. America's Got Talent. No. You're teaching people how to find their own voice. Exactly. And so we really celebrate wherever they are on their path. If we start a song and that song is really rough in the beginning. And we get to the end of working on that song. And although someone else somewhere in the world might sing it differently or technically better or whatever, but it is so much better and further along than it was when they started. There's so many benefits to their life that it just is so rewarding to me. I don't even know if I have words for it. It's just to watch them start to realize what they're capable of and how that spills out into the rest of their life, not just in this one tiny little part. Right. Um, it is it is the best thing, and I hope that I do it until the day I die. Wow. wow. Well, I hope you don't die anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but that being said, watching a child achieve yes. is one of the greatest things yes. ever. And not even in like a small child. I'm not talking about a four-year-old, which also is cool. But I mean, like when you're talking about young people who are... <clears throat> Trying to figure out what the rest of their life looks mm-hmm. like. When you're a teenager or a preteen, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I was pretty fucking awkward. I'm going to be honest. It's so hard. Still yes. am a little awkward. I'm going to be honest. You know, it's it's especially hard, I think, now versus when I was their age because of social media. Um, I have so many students who would love nothing more than to put themselves out there and share videos of themselves singing because mm-hmm. it's what they love. It's not really even for attention. It's because this is the thing that I'm so excited Here's about. Here's the thing I did. Yeah. Like me getting a pedicure and putting my black toenails on <laughs> the internet. And they look fantastic. Thank you. The problem is there are so many people that they go to school with who it's not safe. Pieces of shit. Yeah. You put it out there and, and this is their opportunity to tear you down. Yep. So there's so much art that's not actually being created because it's just too hard. And that's heartbreaking. But I will say on the flip side, so I have all of these kids and teenagers I also have a 72-year-old man who takes voice lessons. Oh, that's Lovely. Fantastic. His name is Daryl, and he comes in every other week, and he's always looking so sharp. Of course. He, he puts a lot of work he into He knows like, he's going yes. to have Carrie Noble teach him how to <laughs> no, sing. He, all, he writes... Up, look sure. <laughs> <clears throat> he writes his own songs. Uh, he'll bring his guitar. We talk about the craft of songwriting. Yeah. And sometimes we've had conversations about, like, you know, we. I think we all wonder a little bit, like, am I getting too old for this? You know, I say... Um, I think that we need to see more people of his age that are not giving up. They're not mm-hmm. just golfing every day. They're not yeah. in Florida. They're not doing, they're not waiting until, you know, playing cards and then having cocktails. Right. They're still doing the thing that their heart desires, that they really love. And that's to be celebrated. And if I have the opportunity to encourage, whether it's a kid, a teenager, a full grown person, um, to continue to do and that there is a place in this world where you get to do the thing that makes you happy. How lucky am I? That's the thing. 
So speaking of, uh, you're helping others, but you're still Carrie Noble, uh, and you have been for a long time. In fact, from what <laughs> I, I understand, I still will be most, for the rest of my life. I understand most of your life you've been Carrie Noble. Uh, Carrie Noble, for most people, is a singer-songwriter, a performer, an entertainer. Is Carrie Noble still interested in making music? Are you making music as we speak? And obviously not as we speak right here, <laughs> but I mean, in the modern era, does that still do anything for you? Does it still excite you at all? Or is it arduous? You know, two things. One, I put I put three songs out, three singles out during uh, at the end of the pandemic. Yep. Mm. So not that long ago. Yeah. Um, recording is expensive. I'm sitting on, I've got a full day in the studio that's already paid for, but I'm waiting to now, is see. that exciting or is that is that like terrifying? Neither. Okay. Right now, it's a little bit like I don't know what I want to do with that time. Ah. So, um, have I, you thought about Gregorian chant? <laughs> Actually, yes. No. No, uh, no, I don't know what I want to do yet as far as recording. I'm coming out of a pretty difficult time in my life personally, and I think new music will come from that. But you know, sometimes it has to kind of percolate before it spills out and in my early days i would have been super anxious that it hasn't come out yet why am i not writing i feel Mm. all the feelings how am i not but in my 40 almost eight years i now know give it some time because when it when it's ready it doesn't need to be forced it's going to come out so uh i do think new music will come and for those who like more of my moody sad stuff i think you might you might get some of that whoa totally attacked (laughs) totally attacked in the smart start mn studios unbelievable let me ask you this carrie noble for people who it's hard for me to imagine that anyone may not have heard your name before but just settle down what world are you living in this one okay yeah no you're in my Carrie world, Noble's world you're in my world now um for those who have may not have heard everything that carrie noble's been a part of uh by the way check out talk to me it's brilliant oh uh, i couldn't stop myself uh, anyway 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 here's my, my real point and this is in all sincerity you continue to make music you have an incredible body of work you continue to be involved in helping people Find their own voice, right? Whether or not, but but you also continue to perform. What is ground zero for the things that Carrie Noble does? Where can people find you online? Listen to your music, get your music, find out what the hell you're up to because (laughs) you're sort of a mercurial, mysterious figure. Hides (laughs) in the shadows. Do I? No, not really. (laughs) Not really. Okay. Uh, I have a website, carrienoble.com. You can find me on Facebook, Carrie Noble. Um, And that's that's Carrie with a Q H, right? (laughs) K E. R-I, Noble. Just making um, sure. And on Instagram. But I'm not really on a lot. Um, but you do update your shows yeah, and that kind of stuff yeah, on yeah, there, for right? Yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So you've got this show coming up. Um, and I feel like without a little bit of excitement, without a little bit of adrenaline, it, it it's not the same animal. I mean, do you get any excitement from still doing live shows? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. Well, and again, I'm I guess we've only talked about when. Yeah, no, we've only talked about, I guess, so far about like, you know, how hard it can be yeah. to mm-hmm. find your. But yes, especially, like I said, playing with these two guys, with Dan and Zach. Yeah. Um, it makes things new for me, which is really exciting. Um, also, their musicianship is my favorite kind of musicianship. So. What they play, what they add is thrilling to me. So the fact that next Saturday I'm going to be playing with them makes me personally excited to be there. 
right? So, I mean, I want people to be excited to be there to see me and us and what we do. But I am excited to be there because I get to create with those guys. And it's creating on the spot. And you talked earlier about the bad side of it when somebody isn't paying attention and they're not into it. But do you still get that feeling when somebody is leaning forward, not paying attention to their phone or their friend, and they're looking straight at you and just all in? I think... Most of the places I play these yeah. days are theaters. So yes. most people, they're listening rooms. So there's yes. not a lot of chatter and stuff like good, that going good. on usually. But I think for me, what I care more about, I, I, I want people to be super into it. Yes. And I recognize that I think that can only happen if I'm super into mm-hmm. it. So I'm less motivated by watching the crowd like me. Yes. And I am more motivated in if I lose myself. It's hard for me to get out of my own head most yeah. most of the time mm-hmm. in life in general. So when I'm making music, when I lose time, when I lose mm-hmm. the world that I will return to when I'm finished with this show, that to me is what is um, that elusive thing. That That's like palpable too it. for yeah. the audience. So if you're totally into it, you're digging the two musicians that you're performing with. They know that. They yeah. feel that. Nothing better than that feedback loop. There's nothing like getting caught up in the expression of true believers, and I really genuinely believe that. Carrie Noble, when am I going to get new music from you? I Not me know. personally, because I don't listen to your shit, but um, <laughs> I mean like people Clearly. in general. Oh, can I help you <laughs> in any way? Um, but I mean like, I, I, like, so, you know, you talk about it, and there is still creativity, and you're doing these things. Do you enjoy the process of coming up with new stuff? Or do do you have to wait for it to land in your lap or do you like to Frankenstein it together? Where are you at on that spectrum? I don't Frankenstein it. I used to. And that just, it never turns out. Right. No, I think I heard somewhere that Stevie Wonder writes a song a day. Like that's oh his, my gosh. that's his thing. And just I mean, as not an that, exercise. Yeah, as an exercise. Right. Not that every song is a hit, but just he makes himself write every day. And uh, I don't. That sounds exhausting. Well, it just, I, it's just not my, my it's a different way, way to do it. Approach, I right. know people that do that locally. Yeah. The song a day project. And I just, Ugh, I can't imagine that. Yeah. But, I think it's better for me yeah. when it uh, it feels like you can feel something is coming. You just feel it. And you, you write from truth. It. And you kind of alluded to that earlier that you may not go directly after some situation or thing, right. but you write from truth. I write from my experiences. Yeah. yeah. Or the experiences of other people. I've got a cool. song I'm working on about Brian Oak, but. Oh, oh wow. Is it about <laughs> hot tears? Hot tears. Is it called a modern day Adonis? Is that what it's called? Or is it called this poor, sad little speck of a man? <laughs> I'm working on the title. Yeah. yeah. Bottomed out. Uh, Can what? I help what? you? What? No, I mean, like, I'm somewhere in the middle right now, but I've been worse and I've been better. Hot tears and <sighs> bottomed out. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and scene. Thanks, no, listen, Carrie. We were, we this were has t- been a great show, everybody. I'm going to burn the, the whole final episode. Smart Start MN Studio to the ground. I'm just kidding, but we do have to wrap things up. Um, what does the rest of the and I know as we both talked about, you and I are both going through slightly tumultuous personal situations, and we'll leave it there. What does that mean for you when it comes to the rest of the year? And I'm not trying to dig deep in your personal life, but 2023, we still got a couple months to get through, maybe a few months, and then we got to look at another fucking year. But I mean, I'm excited about a new year. Are you good? Hell yes. Yeah? Yeah. Well, okay. Again, you've always been sort of glass half full. No, but um, I was going to say almost like stultifyingly positive. Um, But (laughs) I mean, like, what does the rest of your year look like into the new year? I mean, what what are you hoping for Carrie Noble? Um, 
Oh, gosh. I just want uh, to... Keep... You can lay down on that futon over there and relax <laughs> and close your eyes. Just let me know what's on your mind. Yeah, I'm looking forward to turning over a new leaf. I don't know yeah. that I want to say too much more other than that, but I'm still going to be giving voice lessons. I'm making music. And uh, I just want to... I, I'm excited about a new year. I'm excited about new beginnings and just um, being more and more in charge of my own life. Amen. Yeah. Oh, um, if people were interested in finding out about voice lessons for themselves or their children or possibly their elderly grandparents, sure. can they also get that information They're at carrynoble.com? Cool, forward thinking, amazing, open minded grandparents is what you mean. Yeah, I'm looking at you. I feel very attacked. Once again, <laughs> this is like the fourth time in the show you've Watch attacked what me. You anyway, I just, I, oh, oh, I was in all state choir, bitch. All right. So don't. Oh, <laughs> hello. You know I didn't mean that. Not, you know I you can't hurt my feelings. Uh, well, oh no, I could, but I'm not going to because <laughs> I have no desire to. Um, <clears throat> what if that? What if I did that? What if I made Carrie Noble give me voice ma- voice lessons for? Ooh, I don't think three you can afford me though. Oh my gosh. Where did you get the idea to start charging such outrageous prices? <laughs> From you. <laughs> well, I and I have an idea I got to drop on you. You do not have to answer it right now. Oh god. No, it's a good idea. Okay, it's okay. actually a good idea. No, okay. Sean says that, but it almost never is. We either want to do a holiday show with somebody uh-huh. where we actually do something on stage <gasps> and have fun, or we want to do like a Valentine's type oh, of thing. Wouldn't it be great yeah. for the three of us to do a show where it's kind of fun, but you also sing yes. and play? But mostly Happily. me on vocals. That's what I'm saying. With a little, like, maybe she could come out in, like, a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer okay. kind of outfit. Okay. <laughs> I, that's it, it probably not idea. But don't Sean, you think that would be fun? Your idea Thank was you. great. Thank you for my idea. I appreciate it. I thought we were just spitballing. I thought we were whiteboarding. All right? We're whiteboarding. Just, here, here, and I've said this before on air and on this podcast. When you put out your holiday album, most people just crap out a list of holiday favorites. And that's fine, even if they're talented. Great. Whatever. I mean, we all love them. You did... Not you did an entire album of holiday originals. Yeah, that's not common. That's pretty fucking cool. That's Gary right. Cool and I wrote the majority someone. of it in the summer, which was really interesting. Ooh, what? I know, did but you, you know, Christmas is all year round in your heart. Oh, <laughs> I promise you, Never that's not that. on the album. No, that's <laughs> you're off the show. It's over. We are done. You've got a show a week from tomorrow at Crooners. Carrynoble uh, dot com. If you want to find out more, Carrie Noble is one of the best people that lives on planet Earth right now, and it's always lovely to see your face. Thank you. It's good to see you, too. I'm cool. You <laughs> cool? Well, yeah. can I just say uh, the song, that my last song yeah, that I, I picked? Before somebody you get would say it, something I gotta about hit it. Smart Start MN. I gotta hit um, the good people at Audio Quip. I have to hit our good friend. Scott McKay, the mortgage guy. Exactly. Smart um, Start. Sean B. No, I already hit Smart Start. Sean Bernard, he's alright, but I mean, you know, I mean, who needs to live in a house? But anyway, if you want to get a hold of Sean, he already gave you all the necessary information. And before we say goodbye, please tell me about this final song. It's one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Patty mm. Griffin. The song is called I Don't Ever Give Up. And I, I was feel like, oh. once in fear of my life mm. in your Jeep. <laughs> you were driving so fast, but here's the thing. You know how to drive. Yeah. So eventually I relaxed, but you're like, listen to this. And you put Patty Griffin on. Yeah. And we had a great time. I know. she's. I, she's, I won't say another word. The, the rest. Best. It's you're, you're the rest of the way. Well, Brian Oak. I'm dedicating this last song to the two of us. This is my theme song that I'm playing on repeat. I don't ever give up.
kid in a kid's game did what I did I got no one to blame but I don't give Please.